This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. And welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics podcast. I'm Judy Reese, and with me today are my good friends Wendy and Micah. I'm not going to try and pronounce their surnames because they're in Holland, um, and uh, they've just written a book together. So, hello, Wendy and Micah. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hello. Good morning. Um, yeah, my name is Wendy Newland. For anyone who can pronounce it. Um, well, I'm here with Mike, indeed, next to me. Um, we um, run a business in Holland called Gewoon aan de Slag, which basically translates as just do it, but that name was taken. Um, and what we do is we facilitate change in organizations using um, our own approach, which has a strong undercurrent in clean language and um, systemic modeling. Yep. Hello, and my name is Maike Nooitgedacht. Even fewer can pronounce that one. Um, and we're happy to join Judy today to talk about the way we work, the way we use clean. And as Wendy said, the way we work, we've written a book about it, um, translated into English called Change 3.0, in which we lay out our ideas and vision on how to make organizations, how to facilitate change in organizations. From the inside out. Exciting stuff. I wish the book was in English as well as in Dutch, obviously, um, because I, I really want to read it and I'm very frustrated that I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Just learn Dutch. It's easy. <laughs> oh, a trivial question. <laughs> <laughs> no, the plan is at some point it might be translated into English. It's just been out for a month now, so we're kind of focused on um, on releasing it here properly. And uh, who knows? We're hoping it will be translated into English as well. Fingers crossed. So, obviously, writing a book together is a big collaboration, but you guys have been collaborating in business for a long time. That's right. Um, yes, I think we're close to 10 years now. So, I'm going to ask each of you separately. Um, when you are, when the two of you are collaborating at your best, that's like what? So for you, Wendy, when mm -hmm. you're collaborating at your best, that's like what? The funny thing is when you ask me that, Judy, is that there are different ways of collaborating because we started introducing ourselves with the book. And um, it's different when we're collaborating on the book than when we were collaborating um, in facilitating organizations so it's not it's not exactly the same and I'm trying to think in the meantime because I haven't prepared an answer for this so I'm doing this on the spot um, when I'm let, let's focus on the book for a sec because that was what we started with when I was collaborating at my best when writing the book that was like it's like being a box inside a bigger box uh, with lots of openings to the side so here I was doing my own bits, but in the meantime, being aware that Micah was doing her bits and um, sometimes shutting those doors to just do something because there's a lot of just getting on with it involved. Um, 
and that made it tricky at points as well. Is that kind of you, you get stuck in your own stuff so much that at some point you have to um, open up again and realize that you know there's there's someone else doing this as well who's got an idea about this and uh, thoughts about this. So it's those doors had to be opened in between. So I guess there are doors in the box as well, which is mm -hmm. interesting. So a box inside a box and lots of doors. Yeah. And is there anything else about the box inside the box? What kind of box is that? It is. It's, I'm not looking around me. We're kind of in a box where we're set right now. So this may have triggered this <laughs> this little metaphor. Um, but it is a bit like that. It's It's like a box that has a lot of windows. It can be very open, but you can also just shut the curtains as I'm looking next to me now and there actually are curtains here you can put some of that blindfold stuff in it so it's it's light um, but it can be closed for moments as well so it's not constantly in contact with what's around it mm -hmm. and the bigger box what kind of box is that box that's the box that contains other boxes potentially as well um, and it's it's the the bigger schemes so in this case it was I suppose <laughs> oh gosh this is turning into a babushka uh, metaphor <laughs> <laughs> hey look at that I don't recognize this at all for myself <laughs> um, so that's the the first bigger box is just the book mm -hmm. the whole book the entire book which is I'm doing bits in that but it's not the only bits that are mm -hmm. ending up in the books so there are other bits as well um, which they have to interact with every now and again. Um, and in the end, the little box kind of disappears as well into the book. And that's a box that stays there. But again, that's part of a bigger picture because the book in itself, it's as proud as we are of it, it's, it's, not, it's nothing in itself. It has to be alive. It has to be read. It has to be... Um, made for other people, for them, not for us, um, and it has to be used. Well, it can keep on going, but let's stick to that a little bit for now to not make it more confusing. Um, so the bigger box, in this case, the first bigger box is the book, the whole mm. book. Thank you. And what about for you, Micah? When you were collaborating on the book, on, on the book, yeah. Um, when you were collaborating on the book at your best. For you, that was mm -hmm. like what? Well, I was I was pondering on this question, um, and a few thoughts came to mind. The first image that came up was an octopus. I'll explain later. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was thinking that writing this book was a process that took us about three years, and in the beginning we had no idea of the end result and what it would be and all the basically it was a, a journey of self-discovery for us of joint self-discovery mm -hmm. about so what is it exactly that we think and see and feel and know and how come some uh, processes or some uh, uh, clients how come it works there and not with others um, so there's also a journey involved I suppose and it wasn't just the making of the book but also the being on that on that journey together to have that there's a jointness in journeying together because you can't you know if I go too fast or too slow you know we're not together anymore mm -hmm. so it, it 
the octopus was the first thing that came to mind, which is an octopus that can connect to other octopuses, octopi, whatever the word mm -hmm. is. Um, and through that, we can exchange information. So when an octopus connects with another one, information can be exchanged. That was the first image. But then I thought the journey is not in there. Mm -hmm. And then the image came to mind. There was this TV show, I think on Discovery, where a husband and wife were doing a survival trip together mm -hmm. and they had to collaborate. They had to stay together. They had to have that jointness uh, to, to get out mm -hmm. <laughs> alive, basically. It was all set up and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but it was really nice to watch. So what does it take? So there's, I think that would be my metaphor to be like that, to be survival in a jungle on a journey. You don't know where you are. You don't know where you're going. Your resources are limited. And you have to rely on each other and on your own strength at the same time. So there's a lot of end end uh, going on in that journey. And you just don't know where you're going to get. You just know that you've got off <laughs> into the jungle. <laughs> and there are some dangers ahead. <laughs> and nasty spiders um, and swamps that can get you stuck. And then you need to get one another out. Yeah. So I think it would be like that. Is there a relationship between that journey through the jungles and the swamps and all of that and the octopus? I was, I was thinking about that as well. It's not that the octopus is doing the journey because that would be silly, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> that would be silly. That would be silly. Boxes and boxes are completely normal, but octopus, no, that can't be. Um, well, what I'm missing in the, in the, um, uh, because there, there is this, because writing this book was such an emergent process, um, there was something about information that we had to share. And that's where the octopus stands for. Um, if I do my bit and Wendy does her bit, the emergent process is not going to happen the way it will if we really connect and collaborate together. Mm -hmm. So, Maybe we need to do the journey in the jungle, walking hand in hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Oh information <laughs> needs to be communicated as the journey's going on. Yes, absolutely. Communicated. Yes. Hmm. So that's the process of writing the book together. But what about when you're collaborating to facilitate an organisation? For you, Michael, when you're collaborating in that kind of context together, that's like what? Um, maybe that's more the octopus. That I can be on my own, solitary, and I can be together. And there is this, there's a, a strong back and forthness about working together in an organization. There is, um, f from trust in the capabilities of Wendy, there is me stepping back to give her room to use her talents and there's also trust in myself to step forwards when I see a space where my talents are greatly um, applicable. So I think the foundation is trust and on that is like a switchboard. You know, you can, I can, I can put myself a bit forward or backwards mm -hmm. uh, depending on what the situation asks and the foundation is trust, I think. Hmm. And is there anything else about the foundation when the foundation is trust like that? It's a very solid foundation. Um, after 10 years, I have 
an unfailing trust in Wendy's capabilities. Mm-hmm. And also the limitations. <laughs> that, there's what? trust there too. <laughs> And it, 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 because of that trust, we can, we can talk about the things that we see each other doing really well and the things that we see not going so brilliantly every now and then, say once every five years. Um, but there is, there is that trust, which is so, it's like concrete. Mm-hmm. It's very solid. It's hardened out. It's not fluff. You can really stand on it. Mm. And, when there is that trust and it's like concrete not fluff you can really stand on it and that trust that concrete is there when you're working in organizations and it's like a switchboard like that Mm -hmm. when you're working on the book and you are on that journey together through the jungles and the swamps what happened to the concrete uh, I think in the beginning, it wasn't there yet because this was such a new way of working and a discovery for ourselves as well. Uh, and I think later on in the process of writing, you know, later on in those three years, it helped to strengthen that concrete. That wasn't from the start, but for me that happened during that journey. And then it it sort of infused more solidness in the concrete. Mm. The writing book. Mm. Thank you. And Wendy, for you, when you guys are collaborating in organisations, that kind of collaborating, that's like what? See, now I've had an opportunity to think about it while Michael was talking, of course. I recognise a lot in what she says and I realise that for me, if we're collaborating, I'm, I'm mostly thinking about the moments where we're actually facilitating groups or, or thinking mm-hmm. about how we're going to protest. To me, it's a bit like dancing. It's like creating a dance with the client. And if the clients are doing a perfect dance together, we don't do very much. Um, but if they're not dancing together very well, we kind of, we kind of look at each other. And on some level, uh, we know who's going to step in uh, and do what. And sometimes we don't know. We, I think I know. And then suddenly Micah steps in and does something. And I, I can look at it. So I recognize that basis of trust and think, that's interesting. What you're going to do, and um, you, you keep getting surprised as well. And we kind of because we have such a we un- we understand dancing in this way, not in the other way as much as we do. And when we're working like this, um, so we we kind of both know that we're solid dancers in here, and um, we know that we can build on each other we can enrich each other in the dance so mike will do something and i think hey that's great and i can use it in a different direction again or the other way around and um and i don't have to dance if everything is going well and mike is is taking the group in their dance and nothing else needs to be added or will actually do anything at that point i can just step back so i really recognize the switch um theme that micah introduced there mm-hmm and is there a relationship between that dance and the box within a box with the doors? Yeah, I realise that the, it's it's the dancing that's been described, so put down into the box. But first we had to find out what that box was. So the first step in in writing the book was discovering the boundaries of the book and discovering what, what 
what's the what's the box actually about mm-hmm. um and that is completely based on the dancing on what we found worked in the dancing and what we found didn't work in the dancing so the first thing we did is is solidify what we've been dancing mm-hmm. <laughs> metaphorically speaking definitely metaphorically <laughs> speaking <laughs> although we do kind of jump up and down sometimes mm. at times as well <laughs> but there is always movement i, th- I think there's a mm. thing there actually there's it's not that coincidental that this metaphor comes up because we do if we're collaborating at our best which is what we're talking about now there is always movement there there is a flow that we try to um yeah it can be mental create. movement or physical movement yeah we both can't sit still very long so it's it's uh, it's there as well so the relationship is, is definitely that it's the dancing that's that we've kind of sat down to put together. We don't really, I suppose that's why we struggle a bit in the beginning as well, because we don't really like sitting still and making anything static. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing much more static in our lives anyway than a book. Yeah, it's so now it's right. there. So that, that process of solidifying yeah. was un- unfamiliar. And uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's partly why it took us three years as well, where we, where we had trouble getting started because uh, as soon as you start writing it moves you know it's it's not the same anymore as when the book came out already mm-hmm. and i think that's partly what made it such a different because for me it's a very, very different metaphor a box which is very firm and fixed even though it's got doors and openings it's still a box you know it's it's pretty solid um and dancing which is constantly moving and changing and and in, in a way, I did enjoy both as well, because I'm now thinking, how come I ever got to sit down and do it? But in a way, it's, it's kind of cool as well to write down the results of that process. Mm-hmm. I, I'm itching with lots of questions. But Does this make of, any sense? Yeah. Well, part of me wants to... Well, I think the, the, the most sensible question to ask next is what questions does each of you have for the other? <laughs> about those metaphors. One of the questions that popped into my head when Mike was describing her um, uh, octopus um, was about, because there's the octopus and it's got tentacles, mm-hmm. presumably. Yes. Um, so what are the tentacles? Is there anything else about those tentacles? Well, the, those tentacles are sensors. They are loaded with little sensors, not ink squirting thingies, but they can sense things, information, feelings, moods, um, necessary conditions, stuff like that. So when an octopus connects with another octopus, they can co-sense each other's needs, focuses, emotions, whatever's, and have the intrinsic will to find the similarities in that so that you from there you can you can move in the same direction does that make sense no sense sense is a big word isn't it sense. <laughs> <laughs> so when when i hear this and there are sensors on those tentacles and they sense a lot of things so they connect with other octopuses that mm-hmm. are nearby as well how, an how many oh i'm an octopus mm-hmm. as well yes. okay <laughs> And when the, when I'm an octopus as well, and they're sensors, they're sensing lots of things. Yeah. Is there anything else? 
about their senses? Yeah, they get more uh, sensitive. Uh, um, if if one octopus connects with another octopus, the more they connect with each other, the the more sensitive those sensors become. Uh, so, for example, if I, me being an octopus and I connect with someone I hardly know, then my senses are less sensitive than when I connect with you, for example, as an octopus. Um, because we connect all the time and then the sensors get more sensitive, which helps in a better collaboration. So we, we can keep on going like this for a <laughs> while, too, but <laughs> I'm very aware that you're there as well. <laughs> um, what would you like to have happen right now, Julie? <laughs> yeah. I'd like Micah to have the opportunity to ask Wendy a question or two, if she would like to. I was I was about the boxes, the books in the books in the books in the books. I was curious, um, whereabouts are you when there are all these boxes in boxes? Uh, that depends, of course, on what I'm doing. But the box metaphor came up when we were talking about collaboration on the book. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even then, oh gosh, my... It's my standard answer. It depends. Um, but She's it, not very good with choosing. It does depend on <laughs> solidifying. Ah! Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I'm, when I'm actually writing a bit, mm -hmm. I'm inside that middle box. I, I'm, I don't think I am that box, but I'm inside it. So okay. there's other stuff in there as well that needs to be put down. So, of course, there's another layer there. Um, when we're... When I'm done writing a bit and uh, letting you read it or letting other mm -hmm. people read it, I'm outside of that box, showing the box to someone else. Mm -hmm. um, so that's and then it's connected. Then the door, those doors are open as well. So it's being shared and connected to other bits in there. Uh, when in the meantime, because we've done this uh, in a process of doing a few weeks where we've kind of locked ourselves up in that one bigger box. Um, and then we're in and out of that small box, mm -hmm. but into the bigger box. We kind of stayed in the bigger box. Uh, when we're not writing, we're outside of that again. So the box is just there somewhere, and and it's it's in my awareness, um, but not fully. So it's, I'm not in it. So I'm not doing it, but I'm constantly aware. In this process, that I think that's what you said as well in the beginning. We've learned so much from what we do by having that box there and knowing that we have to kind of, well, we want to bring it back there as well. We've chosen to do that, so we did it. Um, so I'm outside of the box as well. So luckily I still move <laughs> through the boxes. <laughs> now, here's, here's my next question for you guys. Um, have you done this exercise? I mean, you, you, you both know this process. You, you use mm -hmm. this process in organizations. Have you actually done this process together in relation to the book? Not in relation to the book. What we do, you what we do do every year is in January sit down together and make uh, a clean setup for the year. Mm -hmm. So, how, what we'd like the year to be like, and what would we be like, and what do we need from each other? How can we support each other? That is what we do every year because, of course, every year is different. Um, I don't think we did it for the book. Not, not as <clears throat> clear cut, not mm. as uh, let's sit down and talk about collaboration. We have had lots of bits during the process. I suppose when we started, to be honest, we didn't even think it would be different from what we do in other occasions. Only 
it's what clients do as well. They sit together and think, no, we can do this. We can do this. We can just go on, <laughs> get on. And then at some point you kind of feel the little nidges and think, eh, this is kind of uncomfortable here. And then luckily we are uh, professional enough <laughs> within our own company. So we're not the plumber that always lets the, the, their own tap leak. Um, we did sit down and talk about those things. But not necessarily, I suppose we didn't put the frame around it of, of how do we collaborate at our best. No. We did think how, how are we going to make this work? Uh, what's happening in the moment? How do we label that each for ourselves and, and what do we need to get out of this? So we have done those little mm, bits, true. not as a big frame of let's talk about collaboration. And mm -hmm. we do that. we've done that around the book and we do that around um, facilitating together and we do it about having a business together. Mm -hmm. um, but not, not necessarily with the frame of collaboration. I think it's a theme that is always somewhere yeah. in our attention, but not always explicitly on the foreground. Yeah. I was just curious as to whether, well, what difference does knowing all of this about your working partner's metaphors make? Got a great Christmas present. I think what I'm what I'm hearing mostly is is when I hear Mike talk about it, I hear um, uh, different words for what I recognise. So I think it is true that we know each other so well, and, and throughout this process, we've gotten to know each other even even better because we do talk about it, just not with this frame. Um, so it's it's what it's always given us in the past to have images around is that you have words for it again to to use to, to kind of talk about what's happening to your senses right now is is a great question to have when I feel like she's out of touch for instance. Mm -hmm. It's better probably than a samurai sword which we once had, <laughs> which didn't really work. Yep. Um, <laughs> I remember it's quite a nice little uh, anecdote actually. Um, so, you know, as as everyone, we're not always in our best state. So sometimes things happen and we do an even stronger setup before a, a, a training in this case than we normally do. And Mike came up with this brilliant metaphor is, is when I'm working my best today, I'm I'm like this samurai sword. Razor sharp. Razor sharp and yada, yada, yada. Um, and at some point we said, what can I do to help you be that samurai sword? Um, I said, well, when you've, when you notice that I'm not there, when I'm not razor sharp, just say samurai sword somewhere. And during the process, she was she was not sharp as a sword at all. Um, <laughs> she acknowledges this as well. Yes, it's not just my perception. Um, and I, I was I was at some point literally standing in front of her with my face about what's it twenty centimeters from her, saying samurai sword. <laughs> nothing, nothing, no response. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that metaphor wasn't quite the one that helped you get no, back into not. the state. No. It did not. I'm doubtful if any metaphor could have helped yeah. in that yeah. period of time. Yeah, no, that's true as well. But in in a way, you know, this is an example of where it really didn't work. And yeah. and part of me always thinks that maybe it wasn't quite the right metaphor mm. for that bit of time as well. It's a wishful thinking metaphor exactly. rather than a, a realistic one. Um, but generally, have, having these sorts of words, going back to your question, oh, yeah. helps giving words to this as well. Um, mm. And right now, it it kind of, what I notice when I'm hearing Micah talk, I think I kind of go click, click, click. I think, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. It. Yeah, I see that there. Okay. Hmm, that bit I don't really understand, so I can ask questions mm -hmm. about it when it happens. 
It gives you a shared language to talk about complex things in, in easy ways. Mm. And uh, I think the Samurai Sword example says it's, it's, not, a perf it's not a universal panacea. As, oh, no. As with is. everything, metaphors, I, I hadn't really thought about this, but of course metaphors are state-dependent. Just yeah, as yes. any learning is state-dependent, when you're actually in your panic state, or it might be for exactly. me, um, actually I can't even remember no. what I said when I was in a calm state earlier. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And the, the, the samurai sword metaphor was in a time with my, when my mother-in-law was um, very ill and she was close to her deathbed. So to have a samurai sword in that situation, <laughs> hmm, I don't know if that's ever going to work. So the whole thing with, with metaphors is there has, it has to fit the reality of the context of the moment. Mm. Uh, and we we all you know want world peace and the end of hunger and etc. And we all want to be like a samurai sword every day of the freaking week, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> I never want to be a samurai. Sword. Oh yes, you do. Just so no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I realized because this all this is all about collaboration. And um, as we're talking, I'm, I'm noticing what is happening as one of us is talking as well. I know. Because we we are focused on collaboration on and and we do know each other very well and I think one of the things that in in all of that dancing the moving we really like to focus on how can we do things even better uh, continuously uh, sometimes we like that sometimes it's very tiring um, but as Mike is talking I'm thinking oh I can figure oh but then if I I kind of can feel myself trying to join up mm. the metaphors. And that in itself, I find an interesting thing to notice again in this process of that, because that is maybe there's even a um, a meta metaphor, metaphor here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a new word. Let, let, I'm going I'm to say stuttering. this is a word meta metaphor. Yeah. yeah. Let's wait for another time to talk about that because we're nearly out yeah. of time, and I want to make sure that people know how they can contact you guys if they want to talk about well to get the book talk about what you do and all that kind of thing how can they get in touch and what kind of people should get in touch with you um so anyone can get in touch if they like it no, no. but our um it's <laughs> how they can get in touch we we're based in holland we've got a dutch website called gewoon and the slag dot nl um dot nl dot nl <laughs> um and we, we, you know, we, we have our ties to the UK as well, so they can contact you if they can't remember this name and mm -hmm. <laughs> ask Absolutely. about our details. Um, we're very welcome to share those details and talk about um, how we work and what we do and what this model of change 3.0 consists of. Hopefully, it will be translated at some point. Mm -hmm. um, and the title, and via of the our website. title of the book in Dutch Sorry? is? The title of the book in Dutch is? Veranderen 3.0. I can't pronounce that either. You try that. <laughs> We've uh, written the book for mainly for managers who are in a situation where they have uh, to facilitate some sort of change in their organization or team and it just doesn't work. No matter what you try, you just can't get anything happening. Uh, and that's that's the group that we've written it for, to help them, to inspire them, to give them a new perspective. That's right. And in the meantime, we've heard back that um, a lot of consultants really like it. They can use a lot of the insights in there. Um, employees like it as well from their point of view. Um, and they have something they can they can talk about with their managers again. If they see things that are going 
slightly different from how they would like it to be. Um, so it's, but basically the people who would like to contact us about this are people who are actually in a position where they can um, make something happen, when they can make a step, where they can take a step to have some sort of um, impact informally or formally on the organization. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for for taking the time to share your, your metaphors and your thoughts. It's been absolutely excellent. And uh, I look forward to the English translation of the book very soon. <laughs> so do we. <laughs> so we thank you for your questions and making us think about these metaphors that we didn't know yet.